she never be pretending nothing is friend she gonna tell you what she bought it cause she Hi, welcome to the eSpot with Camille. I am your host, Camille Cower, and I am so very excited to have today my super duper rock star, the one, the one and only, Lori Ross. Hello. <laughs> yes, Hi, Lori. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been my dream since I was a very little kid to meet, let me be honest, to be Dinah Ross. So when the opportunity to have somebody on my show named Ross and you just happen to be a rock star, <laughs> using the term rock and star in very different ways. But at the same time, I just, I couldn't resist. I was like, oh, how perfect. So no, you're, one, you're one step closer to getting to the actual, but I was, uh, you know, like I had maybe next before season. we started recording. <laughs> My mother almost named me Diana Michelle, so. <laughs> so close. So close. Well, my mom almost named me Sinecu, um, so. Oh, that's an interesting yeah. name. Clinique without the L, basically. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there was also, like, Rainbow is in there, which is funny because Diana Ross's daughter plays the character named Rainbow. Rainbow. And I'm like, Mixed ha! Dish, yeah. yeah. We were so oh, close. too. Right, right. So tell everyone why you're a rock star and share a little bit about what you do and your publishing, all the different things that you're doing, because it's so exciting, all the things that you have going on. I know. I kind of had to go back to the well a little bit. So when I was a kid, I was obsessed with rocks. I was the kid that brought all the rocks home and I would find the weird ones like nobody else would find like out in the woods. I'd have to pull a hole in my neighbor's fence. Don't tell anybody. And I would climb through and I would dig and I would just find these massive chunks of obsidian and all these things. But, you know, later on in life, I, I did work in crystal shops. I was immersed in the metaphysical world, but I had to figure out what I wanted to do. And I took a break for a while and I ended up starting a publishing company. I wrote a book. I've produced other people. And then I bought a magazine company that's still in that esoteric world. Um, it's called the Cardomancer magazine. It's a tarot and divination magazine. But just in 2020, during the pandemic, I thought, you know, why don't I expand my office space? And it turned into, well, why don't I create a wellness center where I can go back to my roots and go back to my love of showing people what the rocks are trying to tell you, what the stones are trying to tell you, what the crystals are trying to do for you. And I opened up Seven Stones out here in Gold Canyon, Arizona, right at the foothills of the Superstition Mountains. And it's going to be the next Sedona, I swear. It's so beautiful okay, out there. So wait, you got to back up. Your store is located where again? Superstition Mountain? Superstition Mountains? Yeah. Oh, that's in, neat. Uh, in Gold Canyon, Arizona. It's quite yeah. beautiful out here. It's kind of like a secret, but now prices are going up. So people, like more people are moving out. <laughs> oh. Best kept secret just got out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, wait. So, tell me a little bit more about when you said that you took a break for a little while and you started your publishing company. Okay. When people take breaks, they normally don't start publishing companies. So what was the steps to starting your own publishing company? So I wanted, well, I wanted to write my book um, okay. and I wanted to learn how to publish, but at the same time, you know, I didn't have a platform and so many artists out there, so many writers out there, they don't have a platform. And a lot of the publishing companies now, the big ones, they won't take you unless you have a community, a following, because that's an you're going to make automatic sales. I mean, that's a smart business decision. You want to be able to have authors that have a community because you're going to, you know, you're going to make money. 
Um, and I didn't have that at the time. I was still learning all about that and growing. And I wrote a book called The Goddess of Mount Rainier. I'm from Seattle, Washington, originally. And if you've okay. ever been up there. I love anything with goddess in it. That's the other podcast <laughs> I work on. <laughs> so sold. I'll have to and get that title. Yeah. It, it was basically when I wrote the book, I was like, I felt kind of like I had no hope because I was like, these pub big publishing companies aren't going to take me because I, I don't have a platform. So I, I learned that there is this gray area of these wonderful authors that are super talented. And once I published my book, you know, it was a great experience. I learned a lot. And then other people started calling me and be like, hey, would you publish my book? Um, and so, so on and so forth. We've done a children's book. We've done an Oracle card deck. We've done a, a few other books. And um, we're really starting to grow as of 2020. So I'm really excited about it. But I mean, it's a way to help. It's another avenue to help people's dreams come true. And that's really at the root of everything I do. Yeah, no, It really is. So metaphysical and having, and even like superstition mountain, when you said that a lot of times in the theatrical world or actor world, we're very superstitious. Like I wear this necklace, very common whenever, like that's one of my superstitions. I have certain rings, jewelry, things that I wear and they have stones in them. And so it just made me start realizing the importance of even maybe some of the superstitious jewelry or so forth that maybe. Um, actors may carry on might have some extra meaning behind it that we are not even aware of. So I'm curious for you, like, what are some of your, um, what are your, some of your tips, I guess, when people are first getting into the metaphysical world or more into stones and so on, how they should, I guess, learn more or get, cause you can Google search, but how do you know the people you're Googling are not just some bot that created a website based on Google searches <laughs> and just, you know, like, how do you know, where to start? Well, if you're if you're looking, if you're drawn to crystals, if you're drawn to rocks, um, they're really a gateway into finding out who you really are or what your what your greatest potential is, because they're they're born of the earth. They know their frequency. And when I say frequency, they they know that the the characteristics, the energy that they want to uh, imbue inside of you. Um, but the thing is, I think what people think is that they're magic and they do all the work. Well, no, they're not. <laughs> it's actually scientific. Um, they have a frequency. And I call crystals the personal trainers. Like they're the ones like cheering you on. They're, they're shifting your frequency. But you got to do you got to do the maintenance work. And so a great example is I know when you and I met, we talked about rose quartz. And I and I just did a video yesterday on my Instagram. Me. It is, I think, the most underrated stone out there. Even the color ray of pink. You know, people, guys especially, I don't like pink, you know. Well, you know how I feel about pink. The pinker, the pinker, the better, the better. And yeah. really what the message of that stone is, is where that vibrates, is it vibrates with our, our chakra of unconditional love right here at the thymus mm -hmm. gland. And most of us, it's closed. And we've never been taught and we've been programmed not to love ourselves, not to put ourselves first. And, you know, don't poo paw that rose quartz because or that color of pink, because it's really trying to show you what unconditional love for yourself looks like. And what it does is the frequency almost gives you these really cool boundaries and it shows you what's important and what's not. It doesn't always feel good when the lessons, when you bring these stones into your life, because they will transform you. And a lot of the times we, it will bring up old griefs, old regrets, old guilt, old whatever, because when you're shifting your frequency, now working with these crystals, the old lower, the slower, lower frequencies do not, cannot exist anymore inside your being. They just can't. 
So they have to be purged. And so that's part, like everyone thinks that crystals are always just going to, you know, make you feel amazing. And they do, they're very protective, but there is this, there is this, I see this evolution. I know you didn't even ask this, but I noticed. No, I'm loving that you're telling me. Yeah. I love when people come in to the crystal, the mineral kingdom, um, there's kind of this evolution and they start with, it's usually highly sensitive too. They usually start with the black stones. Like how do I protect myself? You know, because they're feeling some type of way. And really what I try to help people with is if you're in a state of joy or peace or confidence or empowerment, you're not going to need protection because you're going to be, a, I don't know if we can swear on this. I, I'll try to for <laughs> keep it PG. I, I, I try to, to follow my guests' lead. So if they cuss, <laughs> then maybe I'll slip one be... in, but usually no. <laughs> a powerful beam of light walking down the road where you actually can repel people of lower frequencies mm-hmm. and not have to be victim of those. I was a victim. I mean, I, I, I mean, to those highly sensitives and a lot of them are in the entertainment industry because they have to be vulnerable. They tap into that vulnerability to, to, to make you believe that, that that's the character that they're in. And I know a lot of people out in LA, they use a lot of crystals and those, these crystals really can support you in becoming who you're meant to be. No, I'm glad um, you brought that up because when I think of crystals, I definitely think of some celebrities firsthand because <laughs> back in the day, I was um, an esthetician in West Hollywood and some of my um, clients were on a reality show called The Hills. And so I, st- I didn't watch it at the time, so I had no idea who they were until I watched it later on during maternity. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I know them, I know them. But um, Spencer, he always wears these different crystals and necks um, on his necklace and so on. And then he just started making all these other ones, I do believe, and watching The Hills, I learned more about it and just became more interested in it from just right TV bringing it to me. And I think, I wonder if you noticed any shifts with whenever you, I guess, different celebrities or different people start talking about stones and crystals more, do you start having people come in requesting those same type of stones or crystals that they've seen on TV or for that same reason? And I also want to go back I and ask about the Blackstone protection. Noticed- I- yeah, I haven't noticed that. I okay. I know that when people kind of get more towards the East Coast, you don't have the energy. The, the energy is very different. It's very different from the East Coast to the West Coast. You're almost allowed to be more sensitive and to be able to feel the stones once you kind of get um, into that area. Um, and, um, I don't know what it is about the vortex or, you know, we can get into ley lines and chakra points of the earth and the grid and all that stuff, but <laughs> we only have a little bit of time here. Yeah, so <laughs> seventeen minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes. Um, but when we get to that area of the world, um, it, it could be the sunshine, it could be the mountains, it could be the ocean, whatever, whatever the recipe is for what is there you tend to be able to feel energy stronger there. Um, and you're more drawn to, you can actually, it's almost like when you move from uh, one side of the country to the other, it's like the this water has finally settled and you're able to see with more clarity. Therefore, you can kind of now evolve. But as far as celebrities, I don't, I don't even honestly know what celebrities wear, what stones. The only thing I'm drawn to is the um, the Netflix doc, uh, series uh, Frankie and Grace and the Frankie character that wears these massive pieces, and I just love them. <laughs> yeah, she does. She's like plays an artist character, so I'm drawn to the artist part of it because my mom's the artist. So that's funny that we're both drawn for different reasons to the same character. Uh, so you were talking about Blackstone being pr- for protection. 
what are the different kind of categories that stones are kind of placed in? Are there categories like that or? Yeah, and I yeah. think Mother Nature is wonderful and color codes many many of the stones for us based on kind of the chakra system and the in the in the color rays of the rainbow. So I was like, thank you, Mother. Nature. It's like kind of like fruits and vegetables are in the shape of the organ that might might benefit you, right? Oh. <laughs> the different colors. Um, but when you think of the colors of the stones and you think of uh, the clarity of the stones and the cut of the stones, and I'm not talking about value, I'm talking about intrinsic value and um so like say black stones for example um some of them are going to repel uh energy some of them are going to absorb energy some of them are going to ground energy and though the energy of those stones when you're highly sensitive and you don't know how to do that for yourself these are beautiful little teachers to help guide you to 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 reconnect with the earth to reconnect with yourself because eventually what i like to teach people is you don't need crystals at some point at some point you're going to learn how to grab those frequencies from thin air because they're always around us and you're going to be able to have that power inside of you but while we're developing ourselves while we're understanding and how to raise our frequency these crystals really come in and they they are some of the best teachers but then they do get tired <laughs> I, I gotta be honest because they do communicate and they do get exhausted. So if they're working with you for a long time and you're not shifting, you'll notice that sometimes they'll break. Sometimes they'll disappear and they won't work with you anymore. And you, you have to, they, they have their own biomagnetic, biomagnetic field, right? They have their own aura. They have their own way of communicating and working with you because they want to work with you. So um, even rocks but, have boundaries. They're like, girl, I'm oh, done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need my self-care time. Yeah. Well, so I'll how do you, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll come in and the customers will bring their stones to me and I can just feel that they're suffocating. And I'm like, Hey, can I clear those for you? <laughs> okay. Now what does that mean as far as clear those for you? So just just like you and me when we take a bath when we go for a run when we you know decompress for the day it's the same thing for the stones they need to be put in some dirt they need to be near some clean water they need to be taken off of your they need to have their own sovereignty as at some point and um, just like you and I need our sovereignty from our partners, from our friends, we need to be able to uh, heal ourselves, right? Because if we're always next to somebody all the time, our fields are, are going to be conflicting with each other. And so sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. So you want to be able to take the jewelry off, let them, let your body do what it needs to do naturally. And then you also want the stones to be able to, to help themselves too. So you need to take care of your stones. You have to treat them like they're alive because they are just like plants, just like talking to plants. It's no different. It's just the mineral kingdom as opposed to the plant kingdom. Oh, I know. Take care even, of those babies. Yeah. The last time we spoke, you even mentioned putting it out in the new moon or um, cl moon cleaning as well as a way of doing it. And um, I'm bringing this up because when I, another West, Ho West Hollywood story is that when um, massage therapists, they use black stones for um, hot stone massages. And I'm not exactly sure if those are the same stones that you were speaking of as far as repelling energy, which is kind of a good thing because massage therapists, they're touching all these different bodies all day long. So it makes sense that at night they made a point of always putting their stones out in the moon to clean them. And there was like different waters they would put them in to clean them before they would put them in um, the different things we had to heat them up so they wouldn't be cold stones. <laughs> but um, I'm curious what um, for you, like, with the different stones and using those, what suggestions do you have? Do you think 
there are different stones that they should possibly use because I know with Reiki even stones are used a lot with that process. And yeah, and I, and I don't clearing. just use yeah. yeah I use I use metals as well because mm -hmm. I use copper a lot because copper is a great conductor of conductor of energy as we know. Um, but what so you, you mentioned the moon cleaning and really right. when you put things out in the moon and sun it's more of a charge than it is okay. a clear a cleaning. But that in itself can clean. But when we talk about cleaning, we talk about using the elements. We talk about putting it in the earth to feel grounded, just like you and me walking okay. into the forest or putting our feet in the river or whatever. Um, it, it helps them ground the energy too and, and clean them as well. You can even, if you're very careful, take some of them and you can put them through a, a quick candle flame really quickly, just, you know, not totally immersed in the flame, but yeah. using the elements of water. Some of the stones you cannot submerge in water. They are too fragile. They will, they will fall apart. They will deteriorate. So just, you know, educate yourself on certain stones like that. But it's really important to, to utilize what you can to charge them. A lot of, I know uh, this, what, this one woman, she made, she took all of her stones. And, we, and when we had that eclipse in 2017, I believe it was, the full eclipse, she mm -hmm. put them out there to, to capture the energy of the eclipse is really when the feminine really takes over the masculine is what that represents. <laughs> ah, well, you know, I like that too. So, um, and there's, so. lately there's been a big practice um, that I love which I feel even as someone that's partially native myself, I feel like, oh, I don't really do these kinds of things. So I'm like learning as well. Like, I'm like, wow, I'm kind of glad that with um, like just everyone's getting more educated, even within the same community. And so they were talking about making a point of whenever you're filming on different lands or if you're working different places to make sure that you give um, blessings to the land and the ancestors that occupied the land before. And I'm curious what you think about that and what, um, what should, how do we find out more information about doing that? So I always, when I go on a hike, I will always put my hands on the ground and ask for permission. Um, but I have a really beautiful story to share with you because I am in the, the foothills of the Superstition Mountains, which was not known to the natives here as the Superstition Mountains. Um, one of the natives that is a reader here in my shop, he's uh, Pima and Apache, and Apaches were massacred out here absolutely massacred the u.s history out here i mean you don't i didn't hear about it growing up because i didn't grow up out here i grew up in the pacific northwest but you know my kids are learning about it i'm learning about it and it was palpable you could feel it as a highly sensitive you could feel the grief mm -hmm. that the mountains were feeling and not only the massacres but the massive amounts of copper and gold that were taken without permission out here so what I did is before I opened the shop, I was out in a town called Carefree, Arizona, and they had this cute little crystal shop out there. It's been, and I'll give it a shout out. I think it's called Desert Treasures. Um, been there over 30 years. And in their case, they had these little tiny flecks of gold from the Superstition Mountains. And we talk about rocks. We talk about metal, too. We talk about because they all work together and, you know, they all beautifully harmonize together. They all heal together. And they had these beautiful flecks of gold. And I said, oh. I have to put those back in the mountain. And so before I opened this shop, I went into the mountains and I asked permission from the mountain spirits and I reburied the gold. And I said, if you allow my business to be here and grow, I promise to give back more than I take. Mm. And you can say it's a miracle. You can say whatever. I opened this during a pandemic and I'm, I'm making it every month and we're growing and we're expanding. And I go out to those mountains and I send it energy and I will rebury things and give it offerings. And but the land itself, like I always say, I love talking to mountains. <laughs> 
but they're so powerful and we've really boosted the vortex out here and we've really uh we it, it is now ready to become a healing destination it was already but even on a on a larger scale you know like sedona and um but always always ask permission from the land always you know never take without permission um you know it's okay to take there is so much abundance but you know make sure make sure you're 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 taking things that have been ethically sourced and um not stolen you know from the land it's very important um because you know we want to make sure that we maintain this for future generations absolutely and you mentioned you're a mother i'm a mother as well so we definitely want them to be able to play with their stones and their grand our great great grandchildren have this opportunity as well um uh, but I want to step back for a minute and just ask you, uh, what do you see for the future for yourself? Do you want to keep publishing or what is your expansion model for you? Um, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I always put myself behind everybody else in the last 40 years of my life. Um, I, I always said to people, if they called me selfish today, I would say, thank you. It took me 40 years to get there. <laughs> um, so I am ready now to become a real rock star. A, a, uh, I've been a healer. I've been an intuitive guider my whole life. And I'm ready now to kind of come out from behind the scenes. I'm really good at behind the scenes. I'm really good at, I'll publish you, you know, like the photographer that never comes out behind the camera, right? I'm, I am that person. But I, I foresee and I know that I will be able to serve on a larger scale and be more visible because I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid of people's opinions or being co-created or um, and I got my crystal, my crystal team, you know, by me. <laughs> and you're giving me this Drew Barrymore vibe with you. So I can see you. I don't know. It just popped over me. I'm like, so maybe you'll be on her talk show next. You know what I mean? I would talk love, about oh my gosh. We would, yeah. You're not the first person to say it. I know it's because I we talked that sim similar too. Um, I've had, but I'm actually made. Um, and actually, I'm going to be making these soon. I have to. I haven't even put them in uh, production yet. But I I did a special crystal blend, and it's for fame. And there's a spiritual responsibility with fame. And I'll send you one, Camille, because I want you to be part of my research and development for my crystal recipe bracelet. So <laughs> I will work for bling. I have put that out there many of times because, you know, but there why is a not? huge spiritual responsibility for fame. And I'm not talking yeah. about celebrity. That's very different no. to me. But when you're talking about fame, you're able to serve on a, on a grander scale and you're really able to make that impact that you've always wanted. And so um, it came to me in a meditation. I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I jumped out of bed and I go, oh my gosh, I know what crystals need to be together for this, uh, for this fame. And I, I, I couldn't really explain it. I know it sounds crazy to most people like, mm -hmm. ah, but if you could put crystals, you know, in a formula to help with your fame and work with these affirmations that I'm going to put together and really understand the responsibility that is required of you to speak intentionally and because people will listen to your words as truth. And so you have to make sure that you're allowing space for them to grow, but also watch what you say. <laughs> I say this all the time about words having power, because I think it's so important that with so many different rap stars, singers, whatever, that they're putting out these messages that you're repeating over and over. And then you realize, wait, I don't want these messages in my head about myself or you know, like, so I'm really glad the idea of even repelling some of that energy that maybe is negative fame stuff too. Um, funny, I was watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can you can be famous for the, all the wrong reasons. Right. Right. And um, 
like three or four, well, it'll be maybe a month from now that this airs, I interviewed someone who did um, crisis management for Mike, um, Mike Vick. And he was sharing how um, how important it is to apologize, but not just apologize, but do the work to prove that you mean the apology and so on. And just the same thing with the intentions and making sure that you're putting out the right messages out there and that you're not just using your fame for yourself or being very selfish with that. And just, I don't know. I just watched this documentary called Fake Famous too, where I'm just like, wait, people are buying followers, engagements and all this from it. Oh, like yeah. they will write oh, like yeah. Like it's so fake I, and, and it's so discouraging because yeah. my friend who yeah my friend she's like oh I want to start this you know wellness Instagram and she's like this one lady she has like ten thousand followers with four posts how did you do that and I go well they're not look at her followers <laughs> yeah look at what their followers you how many followers they the, have yeah yep you have to look at the percentage of interaction that'll really gauge who are real followers and who are not but yeah I I hope we get back to a heart-centered approach. Mm -hmm. um, one of my missions is to really teach people how to live a heart-centered life. And mm -hmm. a lot of times that means going in and cleaning out the old stuff that was programmed um, and all the, the hurts and the trauma. But I can't wait till we go back to like real organic, like <laughs> heart to heart connections, <laughs> sisterhood bonding. You can be bonding. famous without yeah. all those numbers. You can yeah, really I have zero interest in being numbers. famous, like zero interest. But I have a oh, hundred interest in just like sharing people's stories and hoping and encouraging that better quality entertainment comes out. That's what my goal well, is. Well, you know, yeah. I think you should look at fame as a way to serve the greater good. Mm -hmm. um, I am not afraid of it anymore. I think it's really important. Um, you know, I wanted to share a story with you that has nothing to do with crystals. I hope you don't mind. It has no, everything to do it. with fame. If you're fine with the time, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Um, okay. There was a time in my life in my early 20s, I was locally famous in Seattle. I was um, a part of this group where I was working with sports players on, um, and a lot of people knew me and I was young and I was hot and I was like, yeah, you know, I felt like I could take on the world. And then I got older and I realized, and this was just recently, I loved 2020. 2020 was fabulous for reflection and going inward, let me tell you. Um, I realized I had attached my fame to my, even though I'm the most successful now I've ever been, I had attached my success and my fame to my youth and my beauty. Mm. And I'm now I still feel beautiful. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, I just, I understand the ageism part of it. I'm 45. I'm right there with you as far and as so when I, that, when I acknowledged that, that it was a program, it wasn't real mm -hmm. because I thought, Oh, I had to tick all these boxes to be famous again or to be known, to be a part. I love community. So I love building community. Mm -hmm. And once I had kind of sat my sat with myself and did a meditation with that, I was able to let that go. And I have seen the effects of the after effects of I'm getting more interviews, you know, I'm, I'm able to help more people. I'm getting an influx of whatever, you know, but um, once I let that go, I, it was a huge dam to my to my path. And I just, I broke the dam and it's gone now. <laughs> so, but I don't know that message. I feel like that's for, for some of your viewers that need to see this. That's just my intuition that I needed to talk about that. Like, yeah. you know, detach your, your success and your fame from your youth because you're not going to get that back. <laughs> so, um, and you, you can be even more successful where you are now, exactly how you look, exactly where you are. So, um, no, it's I don't know, Camille, I, was, I think, yeah. you, I think you will be well known. I think once you start to work with certain stones that I'd love to talk off, uh, 
talk off the show about um, you'll be more comfortable with it. Cause oh. I think you're, uh, I think you're staying behind um, the curtain I got a for a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's not a I block. Mean, I think, yeah. I think, no, there I think is. I mean, there it. is kind of a block there. And it was um, recently, it resurfaced its ugly head on Clubhouse where I was back to like, oh, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want, I don't want too many people to know where I am, who I am. Because um, when you were speaking just a minute ago, I thought you were going to go in a different direction because it was also um, when I was in my 20s, I was working very hard and was out and partying a lot more and something bad happened. And went after that, bad thing happened it's just like i don't i don't want, i don't want to draw that kind of attention from men anymore so that's pretty much where that kind of went in a way but in my 40s once, i got reconfident again yeah and once i don't you're care solid about in who you are once mm -hmm. you're solid in who you are none of that will matter anymore and mm -hmm. um i had that fear too you know i i would attract the wrong well and we can talk about the law of attraction too you know that's yeah. that's a whole nother show but yeah. Um, I was attracting the wrong attention too. And, um, I didn't like it cause I had associated being thin and hot with like drama. <laughs> mm, yeah. That's what I like with them, like with social media and the whole influencing thing. It's like, I don't post a lot of pictures of myself for that reason. Or even, I guess, you know, like I could post pictures of me in swimsuits and bathing suits, but I'm like, I don't want that kind of attention from men. No, well, you know, a, yeah, not, and that's a different brand association too. Mm -hmm. So that's that's putting the body first instead of the content yeah. of the heart, right? So right. Um, when when your heart, um, your heart, I'm when I close my eyes like that, I'm just tuning into you. So yeah. <laughs> I do that to, all the time, I'm which like is funny. Over here, um, but yeah. your heart is um, it's ready to start expanding. Um, we just have to get rid of some of that sorrow to make room for more joy. Yeah. I love it. Wow. <laughs> we finished all of this in less than 30 minutes. So tell everyone how they can find you, where they can keep up with you, where they can get your magazines, books, and all the fun stuff, where they can find okay. it all. Well, if you go to the cardomancermagazine.com, you can order memberships there. We can we actually pre-order ends for the March edition on the 15th, so very soon. Um, I am here because I'm growing my new business out here in uh, Gold Canyon, Arizona. Um, so I do I do meetings and consultations over the phone um, because I know not everybody can fly right now. Everyone, some people are still isolated. <laughs> so, so you can um, zoom in. <laughs> I am, yes, I have become an expert at Zoom. So, <laughs> how about we all, right? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> it's like I'm on my own, my editor, own producer, but wait, isn't everybody now? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Poor producers. <laughs> well, great. Well, I'm so excited to have you on my show, and I'm looking forward to seeing you even more on the big screen, little screen, all the screens in between. Hint, hint, Drew Barrymore, and or well, whoever will have you on your show, I'm sure they'll be knocking down the doors now that they see the rock star up here on the East spot. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again for playing along with the whole rock star part of it as well. And you're such a great light and just everything about you. I'm just so glad that you came into my life and our paths crossed with the Grateful Goddesses. So shout out to Karen Pulver and the Grateful oh, Goddesses yeah, for Grateful Goddesses. introducing Woo us. <laughs> Yay, my peak stone and I I meant to look at the name of this stone as well because this is my other one that I love that you sent for us oh the sodalite the sodalite is yeah. going to really help with your communication and actually um, 
all that hesitation that you feel um, when you work with that stone, because your intuition is bright and shiny, and um, there, but there's hesitation there. Um, so as soon as you start really working in and pulling the energy into that sodalite, you're going to notice that it's just going to flow, and you're not even going to have that worry or, you know, that that that's that that hesitation is what I'm trying to say. Because there's a hesitation about, am I saying the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? And um, once you really start to work with that stone, it it'll go away. Perfect. Well, you no more first. No more hesitations from Camille, which might be a problem because my impulse control is already pretty bad. So, <laughs> with my tongue sometimes or comments hey, I make. that's the real you, right? I want to. It's see true. That. Here's the thing. It's like I'm not working on set anytime soon, and a lot of times we had to be so censored, and now that I don't have to be, it's like might as well say and do what I want. It's not like I'm going to lose a job because <laughs> I'm not working right now anyway. Well, and people so. connect with the real more than they do mm -hmm. with the fake, you know, so not that you were being fake, but you know what I no. mean? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. I just didn't share as much personal. So this is fun. And thank you so much, Lori, and have a great day today. And thanks for being in the East spot. All right. Thank you.